Welcome to the four day week podcast, a short podcast about shorter work weeks. I'm your host, Nick Palmer, the CEO of House of Brand Group, a leading Australian strategic insights consultancy based in Sydney, but with people all around Australia. In this podcast series, we want to share a wide variety of perspectives on the benefits and the challenges of shifting to a four day working week. Today, we're talking to Debbie Bailey from Four Day Week Global about the work they're doing to champion and encourage organizations around the world to embrace a shift to four day working weeks. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Four Day Week podcast. Today, I'm joined by Debbie Bailey. Debbie, lovely to have you on the pod. Thanks for having me, Nick. Thanks for joining us. Now, when I first got in touch with Debbie about coming on the pod, it was because she'd been CEO of Momentum Mental Health, who had successfully implemented a four-day week back in 2022. But, and here's a bit of a plot twist, she has since taken up a role as head of growth at Four Day Week Global. So Four Day Week Global was set up in 2019 to reshape the way we think about work by moving the conversation away from hours and onto productivity and outputs. They were the original architects of the 180-100 principle, which some of our listeners may have heard of if they've been looking around about four-day weeks. Um, So we're going to release another pod later down the line where we talk to Debbie about her experiences setting up a four-day week at Momentum, but we felt what better way to kick off this podcast series than by talking to someone who is now fully focused on championing the cause of the four-day week. So tell us a little bit more about um, four-day week global who you are as an organization, what you're, what you're there to do, all that kind of stuff. Just, yeah, just explain to the listeners just a little bit more about, about what you're all about. So Four Day Week Global, as you discovered, is um, it was established in 2019. Um, we are a global company. We're also not for profit. So we were established out of New Zealand um, after one of the founders, Andrew Barnes, who um, is the CEO of Perpetual Guardian, financial services firm, mm-hmm. um, he trialed the four-day week um, in his own company um, and found amazing results as a result of doing the the four-day week trial. Um, He approached it from a productivity perspective. His lessons and learnings have definitely come all the way through the the four-day week global approach. Um, So four-day week global is all about helping companies figure out how they can adjust their current work schedules to a reduced working hour schedule. Um, And we provide lots of different support in many different ways. So we have staff on every continent in the world other than Antarctica. We're just about to release our foundation course, which is a beginner's sort of guide. So if you're a micro kind of business, it's a sort of uh, course that you can sign up to. It'll give you the key steps so that you can implement the four-day week yourself. And so there's learnings and masterclasses, videos, and a community that you get connected with. So you can do that. Um, the thing that we've been most known for is that we run group pilots around the world. So we've been running pilots um, across a number of different continents. Just this week, we uh, last week, we released the Brazil pilot. So they have wow. started. South Africa has just finished their first pilot and about to go into their second. So there's an incredible amount of momentum around the group pilots. The way they work is that people sign up to join the pilot. We provide eight to 12 weeks worth of content and pre-learning. So again, there's masterclasses, there's course readings, ask me anything sessions, expert sessions. We can link you with a mentor. And then they actually join the trial and there's um, international research attached to that. So, um, they become part of that research as well. They um, provide data throughout the trial and they also receive the results from a global perspective. 
And the final way, which is part of my new role, is all about the consultancy offering. So what we've identified okay. and, and, and what we've found is for organisations that have got, you know, 500 plus full-time equivalents, they're actually looking for some more assistance than what we've yep. been offering in the global pilots. And so the consultancy offering is where we actually offer a bespoke opportunity where we can work with an organisation um, in that larger context and help them plan what a four-day week might look like. You know, what's their vision? What does success look like? How do they measure it? What are the non-negotiables? What are the red lines? What are the amber alerts that they need to know? Yeah. Yeah. All of those different things. How do you manage stakeholder communications? Um, so we've got a series of workshops that we do. We've got a change readiness tool that we walk people through so that they can see just how ready they are to turn the... Yeah to flick the switch and start the trial. And also we can check in along the way with how they're traveling um, and, and report back. Um, we also have the ability to, to partner with organizations to help um, do C-suite socialization. So talking to the executives to give them an understanding of what it means for them at their level um, yep. and what it could mean for the organization and what some of the benefits might be. Yeah, great. Wow. So, so so much stuff, right? So much content. So much stuff. And look, the, the amazing part of What I Week Global is that we've worked with over 350 companies across the world. So there's data from over 350 companies. And we've got this really great platform on Notion and Circle, which people get access to when they, they're using our programs, which then give them links to artifacts so you know people's different ways people have structured their work weeks um different rules of engagement um in opt-in letters like you name it someone's yep. already done it yep. um and there's a lovely cross-section of different industries and sectors so chances are if you're a tech company looking to do something like this there's already a tech company that's already done it and you can have yep. a look and see the resources there and you can connect with them as well so it's pretty pretty cool community that comes with being part of that and that's just the benefit of us having been doing this for a few years um and yep. being connected to you know over 350 companies yeah, so presumably there's quite a range of industries, sectors, types of businesses, sizes of businesses within that Absolutely. cohort of 350. Absolutely. You've got your really small businesses always and then up to your 1,000 FTE plus businesses, everything from your health sector, insurances, um, marketing, um, government. There's there's plenty of opportunities there. So, yes, there's um, there's quite a plethora of, of information and connections for people. The thing you hear all the time, I'm sure you hear this all the time, is, oh, it, 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 that sounds great, but it would never work in my business or it would never work in our industry or I don't know how we make that work. <laughs> yeah. So um, That's the number one thing, isn't it? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a normal human reaction because the mind boggles, you know, I'm mm. flat out five days a week and you want me to try and squish it into four. What am I going to work longer and harder? I don't understand. But, and look, the ridiculous thing is, isn't it, you know, all this technology we've had introduced over the last 20, 30 years, and yet we're not working any easier. We, yep. We've got all of these tools to make our life simpler or to, to help us connect in better ways, and yet we're not reducing the amount of hours that we're working. Um, and so doing what we're doing now, we're not going to see a change. We actually have to do something fairly radical and start having a look at how we structure our days, how we approach our work, yep. um, so that we can actually start to get different outcomes. Yeah, I think what I, I was reading something the other day about um, this 
or maybe I was listening to it on a podcast, but this this kind of um, the world's fascination with with GDP, right? Gross domestic product, and it always has to be growing. And and yeah. what if we? Why, why are we chasing that? Why do, haven't we got to the point where actually the way to make everyone's lives better is not to produce more stuff, <laughs> but to actually be able to be producing what we're now, but but have more downtime. And and um one of one of the probably Nordic or Scandinavian countries, because it's always them, is now not targeting GDP growth. They're using other metrics to um yeah. to to measure their kind of the the well-being of their nation, which isn't just based on outputs. Yeah, which is which makes a lot more sense. Like GDP, yes, it's a relevant measure. Um at times, but it's not the be all and end all. And not everyone can measure productivity that way. So yeah. we have to be thinking differently around this. Um, and it's funny, you mentioned the Iceland, you know, the, the Scandinavian country. So Iceland um, has done a trial. Um, yeah. Portugal um, mm. is currently going through a trial. So, you know, countries are actually jumping on the bandwagon. Scott, the Scottish government this week has released that they're going to start a trial in December um, for their public service. Yeah. So there's there's quite a bit of momentum happening. And so they're obviously not going to be focused on GDP from a measurement perspective. Um, they're going to be focused on lots of other customer yeah. and client related returns. Yeah, for sure. I've recorded one of these podcasts with a colleague of mine the other day and we were joking. We like the whole point of this podcast is is doing what you're doing, which is encouraging other people to find ways of making it happen. And like maybe we shouldn't be telling everyone to do it because we'll lose our competitive advantage in the job market <laughs> if we tell tell too many people. We decided that was a good problem to have. If 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 it becomes the norm, that's great. We actually that's what we want. Um, although yes. at the moment we are definitely reaping the benefits of being a little bit unique in our industry. But I agree, I agree. And look, you know, the early adopter um, is is really interesting. And that's something that we're finding at the moment, particularly globally in certain countries where, for example, an insurance company hasn't done it yet. Yeah. Um, the, the very first insurance company that comes on board um, is wanting to sing from the rooftops about it. So there's a lot of kudos that comes with being that first in their sector to come across the line and then the others follow. So um, I'm, I think it's great that you guys are doing it and, and that you're able to share the stories on the podcast and it would be great to have more people doing it as well but yeah for now enjoy the early adopter wave um, and the yes. credibility that comes yeah. with it i don't know how you feel but the reasonably heavy talk and buzz around this has been going on for a couple of years now we've been doing it for 18 months i'm slightly surprised that more companies haven't done it. i'm so surprised that when people actually almost react when we tell them we're doing like oh right like like no one yeah there's just far less companies out there than i would have thought would have taken it on board by now but i guess it's that fear of change isn't it it is and what i find when we talk to people it's it goes back to that fundamental question that they all ask you know well that well that the statement that won't work in my business or that won't or you'll have to train my clients to do that you know that will yeah. never work in my sector um and so people stop and they're not open-minded enough to think about how could it possibly work but reality is it's not working now. No. We, our burnout, our stress rates, our mental health, our well-being um, is, is suffering as a result of the way that we are traditionally working. We're not increasing our revenue as a result of that. We're not increasing our retention. So surely we need to start looking at something different. Yeah. And it's not like five days and two days off was decided by any kind of sensible reason or rhyme or logic. It was just, it used to be six and one and the one was for religious reasons. And then you work the rest yeah. of the time. And then someone said, hold on, this isn't a good idea. And then we got an extra day off. And so there's no, there's no, no one said that five, two is ever the most optimal. So there's kind of, and, and, no. and when you remind people that we used to work, not we, but you know, 
previous generations used to work six days on and one day off they're like oh yeah that's right it's just the way things change over time that's it that's it and look you know the the 48 hour week used to be wonderful um and then we moved to 40 hours but we've been sitting at 40 hours for is it nearly close to 100 years now it's been a very long time um and yet we've had like i said before we've had all this technology and new ways of working and we're working smarter supposedly but we're not getting a different outcome and and the cost is to the person um, yeah. And then as companies, um, there's an additional burden. So just struggling to retain staff, let alone recruit the right people into your business um, is a big challenge. And what we're finding from the research with the four-day week is that that all turns around. So, you know, the last lot of um, research showed that companies that went through the pilot, they had 42% less resignations yeah. than they did for the same period the previous year. Absenteeism, so sick leave and personal leave and things like that, was down 72%. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Fatigue in staff was down 44%, and it was 63% easier, naturally, to attract new staff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that stuff's a no-brainer. Um, and yes, then so- you throw into it the fact that um, the weighted average from our last um, research showed that revenue across the companies increased by 36% and yet they worked 20% less. It, all of those things are, are kind of virtuous circles, aren't they? Like you can retain better talent, therefore you get an unfair share of the good talent. Therefore the work you do for clients is better or, yeah. or better people, better people applying themselves with more energy, creating better work, then you're growing, then you can afford to hire more staff and things like that. And so you're not, you know, so it's just, it was just a really massive virtuous circle and turns that you know for agency land like we're in that's often the uh, that circle's often going in the other direction and it can really really turn it around absolutely absolutely yeah yeah there's there's so much more of a dividend rather than just that 20 percent of time um and when companies companies think about oh i'm gonna have to pay them for a day and get nothing back you get an awful lot back and in fact you get an awful lot more than it's costing you i always find that in services industries or you know business services industries no one works nine to five anyway there's there's always you know the unwritten rule is not you do your job and no one's clocking on at nine and clocking off at 5 30 anyway so it's kind of it's always that that argument's always been silly you're right but previously you've been expecting people to do more than 40 hours but only paying them for 40 so there's there's always been a disconnect between the the kind of so-called paid hours and the actual work and output anyway so there has, there has, yeah. And so this is just trying to bring it back a little bit more in line. Um, but imagine, as you've seen, the quality of work that you get from people when they know they're working those four days versus having to stretch it out and, and get through the five-day week and the conversations that happen while they're making a coffee or the walks yeah. outside, you know, that all decreases because they're absolutely focused and they want to get the job done and they want to do it well. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of you know, there's often rhetoric around, oh, we've reduced meetings and things like that. It's like, I don't like sometimes that's the right way. Actually, we're finding sometimes that the better thing is to have more meetings so that you agree and align more quickly and mm. head confidently in the same direction rather than um, everyone going off and doing our own thing and coming back together at some point kind of thing. So it's not, I think there's people, people talk about it quite bluntly, I think sometimes, yeah. but it's a whole kind of different way of working. And, and it's, you know, you just have to adapt generally, I think. 
Absolutely. And every organization is different because every culture within the organization is different. So for some, yes, it might be slashing the meetings because they take 50% of the week. Uh, for others, it might be like yourself um, saying, you know, we're going to add more meetings, but they're probably quick. They're very focused. Yep. They're probably stand up meetings, quick alignment. Everyone's right to go and off you go. So every entity is different, but that's part of the beauty of the process is you start doing the research and you start working through learning how to do a four day week. You get to develop this specifically for your organization. There's no cookie cutter version. Um, and, and the cool part about four day week global is we can give the tools, give the examples, and you take the bits that work for you um, and design that new work week for your organization. So how does it work? Do it, like if they, obviously, if they want to engage someone like you specifically to get consultancy, I'm, I'm sure so there's some kind of fees attached to that, but how much of the other stuff is kind of publicly available for free? How much does it kind of um, you know, a kind of a, I don't know, a subscription cost. How, how does it all work? Yeah. People, wanna, people are interested in giving it a go. Yeah. So the foundation course, which is that entry level course, that's a, that's available for a fee. Um, and once it's launched, it'll be on for a discounted fee. So, and that gives you a really good suite of tools. You could pick up those tools and actually implement the four day week in your own organization if you wanted to. The group pilots are based on full-time equivalent numbers within an organization. So, and it's scalable. So we work with countries and companies um, to ensure that we've got a fee that's fit for purpose for them. So in our more developing countries, we know that we need, to, we, we, we can't charge the same fees that we might charge in the US. So yeah. it's a sliding scale. Um, but there is a fee to be part of it. Um, it's a nominal cost. It's it's not a massive investment. Yep. And the resources you get access to is pretty phenomenal. And then the consultancy, of course, is a, a yep. fee for service. But again, it's that pick and choose. You know, hey, we just want some help with productivity measures. No worries. Let's do a workshop. We'll help you get across the line. Or, hey, we just want to get some coaching along the way while we implement this ourselves. No worries. Let's work out something. So we, being a not-for-profit, we're really conscious that, um, this is a, a movement that people are interested in, but maybe don't have a lot of money to invest. So we do our best to build whatever momentum we can with the, the products and services we've got. Um, yeah. Ultimately, our vision is to create a million years of free time. So um, every company that comes on board and, and um, we calculate the FTEs and, and add that into the mix. And so that clock will keep ticking up until we hit there. So looking forward to celebrating when that happens yes. um, and encouraging um, as many new organizations and, and countries to come on board and, and explore it. Yeah, great. That's awesome. And are there any free, like you've, you've, you've um, kind of reeled off some really impressive numbers before. Is some of that kind of research or some of those some of those stats available on the website absolutely so all our research reports are available there um, and you can just jump on and and download those and have a look so we've got Australian results US results UK results global results that people can can have a look at and see what those trends and, and what that data is so I'm very happy to you know if someone's looking for some specific information about their industry or sector very happy for them to connect and, and we can share what we can yeah brilliant okay awesome Uh, look, there are, it's mostly sectors actually. So someone yeah. will say, hey, I'm from a billable sector, billable hours sector. I can't possibly do this. Um, and then we've got case studies of places that have actually done it and not only gone to a four-day week, but also increased their revenue as a result. So they've yeah. got 20% less hours, but they're still able to make more money. Um, this won't work in nursing. This can't work yeah. in healthcare. 
we've already we, we we're working with nursing entities at the moment and and working that through this might work in schools um well we're working with schools who have implemented um the four-day week and they're trialing it internally incidentally years ago country schools were often um four-day weeks anyway because the kids would travel into the school the school yeah. would operate for four days and then then off they go so Often those are the questions or those are the statements that people have um, that we tend to find. And because we've been doing this for long enough and we've got that breadth of companies, we're able to, we're not, we're not going to say that it will absolutely work in your, your business, but we can provide you with evidence of other places where it has worked and you can put that into the mix of your thinking and, and see how that fits. Yeah, great, great. And it does, I mean, it, it, there's a there's a kind of a interconnectivity thing which is only going to get easier over time right so they're kind of like the well that only work that doesn't work because then the 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 kids are at school or the or, or the kids aren't at school and the parents aren't home or whatever as more and more companies do this the more and more yeah. those things become solvable problems and not really issues at all um yeah you're absolutely right and and if we keep approaching the work week the way that we have been which is hey this isn't working if we keep trying to employ more technology or just try and do the same activities or same behavior, we're not going to get a different outcome. We actually have to turn things on their head in order to get the better outcome um, in order to maintain our staff and to get the staff to, to even just join our organization. So I think that the message in amongst it is, can you afford not to do this? Can yep. you afford to not have the staff retention, to not have the absenteeism reduce? Can you afford not to have increased revenue as a result of changing the way that you work and you operate? Um, that's the question that we're all going to be facing soon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's where the com that's where the competitive advantage of doing this, I mean, the competitive advantage in the job market of doing this turns to a competitive disadvantage to not be doing it. And then that's when it all starts tipping over hugely, I guess. But um, yeah, so I'm asking everyone the same question at the end of the podcast. Question is, if you had to convince someone that they should adopt or seriously consider adopting a four-day work week in their company, what would be the one thing you would tell them? The one thing I would tell them is you can't afford not to. You can't afford not to have the staff retention. You can't afford not to have that productivity gain. You can't afford not to increase your revenue. You can't afford not to try the four-day week, work with your team, give them the power to, to develop what that looks like um, and give it a go. Brilliant. Love that. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> um yeah, I love it. Not not the uh, the, the kind of the, the counter. The, the, it's almost like the opposite. It's like not why should you, but why would you not? Kind of thing. Yeah, know? yeah. Look, and the data is just there. When you look at the numbers and the different sectors, um, it truly is a no brainer. And and it takes a lot for people to get their head around. So I totally yeah. understand that. And so that's why it's great when people are curious and we can share some information and we can share some research. Even then, it's still a leap of faith for their board or their CEO to, to say, yes, let's give it a try because it's not common um, and it's seen to be something quite different. And, you know, it's a significant behavioral change within an organization. And that takes a lot of time and energy to put in place. 
Yeah, it's that thing of that people don't fear change, they fear loss. And so if you can yeah. show them how they're not actually they're gonna win, not lose, then uh then then that's the the key to it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So where can we find you? Socials, email address, what maybe the maybe start with the web address for um four day week global. Okay, so to find us on our website, it's just www.four the number four dayweek.com. And you can find out lots of information about four day week global there. You can find find me Debbie Bailey on LinkedIn I'm always happy for you to connect and also share information and, and get in touch I would love to be able love to be able to talk to you about your journey where you're at and and how we might be able to support you brilliant thanks so much Debbie that's been really fascinating to talk to you and thanks Nick it was lots of fun and, and lovely to share and, and hear about your experience as well it's it's wonderful to hear that it's going so well thanks Debbie thanks for listening to the four-day week podcast Stay up to date about new episodes by following House of Brands Group on LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that new episodes with different perspectives on four-day work weeks turn up directly in your podcast feed. Catch you next time.